Have you ever thought to yourself, are unions Wait, good? Wait, communism bad or good? And what the fuck is what is the role really of violence? Who's Lenin? Not the Beatle. Is there really why is our democracy Would anarchy really work? Well, we're gonna try to answer some of those questions and more. Welcome to My Bad Influence. Lessons from my left-wing friend. We're gonna take high-level concepts and simplify them so the average human being can understand. So sit back and get ready to learn. Hey, this is Todd. And this is Jason. And today we're going to talk about unions, something that I honestly don't know a lot about. And boy, do I know a lot about them. And he never shuts up about it. So I figured <laughs> why not make our real true first episode all about something that Jason could talk ad nauseum about. You see, uh, heavily on nauseam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Heavy on the until, nauseam. Until everybody has to use the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am a member of the Ypsilanti branch of the Industrial Workers of the World, a 115-year-old radical solidarity union. All terms I will explain throughout this episode. Please do. Um, and it is an international union that's been around over a century. Um I am a delegate and co-chair of Agitprop, which is agitation and propaganda. So I do all the fun punk rock stuff, like podcast and stickers and wheat pasting and that kind of stuff. And I will be clear that this this actual uh, um, podcast is not directly affiliated with that by any oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But his involvement with that made it perfect for me to go, hey, that can be one of the main things we talk about because... Yeah. People are gonna. People have a lot of questions, and I I have a lot of questions myself. So yeah, it's it's um, it's a world I got into just about two years ago now. Uh, actually, according to my time hop on Facebook, exactly two years ago when I got fired. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> my history with the unions before two years ago was the same as pretty much everybody else in Southeast Michigan, right? You know, they know the UAW. Maybe mm -hmm. they know the Teamsters. I had never heard of the IWW before you started working with them. Exactly. Like, all you really yeah. know is, like, the big, big, you know, trade yeah. unions. Yep. And I don't know what it meant. It's like, oh, that just means you work at a Ford plant or something. Right. Like, I didn't know what being in the union was about. Uh, and then I started, I was, I was working for a long time at this glasses place uh, that got switched around. The job changed a lot because the company was growing in a big way. And I was noticing that the salespeople were making a lot of money, and the person like me, who's making the thing, was not making any money. Like, mm -hmm. in two phone calls, they would make my whole paycheck. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't like that. So I started coming up with ideas to, like, you know, do profit sharing and, like, that kind of thing. And I started talking to the people I worked with about it, and we all thought, yeah, it would be nice to get paid a lot more and not have these weird quotas that don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And as I presented it to my boss, he seems up to it until I, until I started passing out flyers about it and <laughs> until I started researching the IWW. And then I got fired just to meet, just by. And yeah, now they, did, they didn't fire you under those circumstances. They no, no. used some bullshit story to fire you. Yes. And you have no way of proving that's the problem. That's the problem with working in an at will state where they could just make up any reason to fire you. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but to be, I didn't know this at the time, but just to inform everybody, that is illegal. If you are trying to form a union at your work or talking about 
collective activity and they fire you. You can fire an unfair labor practice with the labor board. Maybe they'll get fined. Maybe you can get your job back. Maybe you can get a payout. You said you can file that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, With the Good to know now. (laughs) Yeah, good to to know two years later. Uh, (laughs) um, It was real eye-opening. That and when that happened, I was like, "Okay." Most people would be scared off of talking about unions ever again, but I went, "If they are so scared of that, there must be something in it." Yeah. So you doubled down. <laughs> so I went in hard, <laughs> and that's what I've been doing the last two years. At almost all my jobs, I've been working real hard to organize labor, mm-hmm. and doing stuff with the IWW to uh, do things. So. What is a union in broad terms? Exactly. That, that, would, be that. The, that would be the first question. In I, broad terms. Yes. A union is when you and your fellow workers, your coworkers, come together and use your collective power to bargain with the owners or bosses at your work to get better wages, maybe, to improve working conditions. This is why you see uh, unions striking a lot, right? Yes. That is the ultimate tool of a union, the strike. Mm-hmm. There's many other tools you can use, you know, like solidarity buttons and uh, work stoppages or work slowdowns or working to the law, working to the letter, um, which is where, like, you know, they have all these guidelines of how you should work. And you're like, all right, I'm going to do exactly as it says on this piece of paper. No more, no less. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they suddenly your boss realizes how much extra work you do for free. Yeah. Um, and so a union broadly is just you coming together with the people you work with to improve your conditions. There are a lot of different types of unions. There's a lot of different tactics of unions. Uh, some good, some bad. Uh, but broadly, that's what it is. Okay. Now, uh, now you, you, you led into it perfectly. You said some good, some bad. Because I will say, I know I have talked to people before who use union like a dirty word. And not they're not in any sort of position where they're like against the union in the sense of like, Oh, I don't want my workers unionizing because then I'll have to pay them more. They're not in that position. They're the ones who are like, oh, I couldn't go move this thing because uh, the union works at this event hall or something and they have to move it. But then like this happened, that happened, and I just hate working with unions because nothing ever gets done. So I hear that kind of stuff a lot. So what is that? Are there truly unions like that who are just people who are like, uh, I have this job, so I'm going to do the bare minimum and I'm part of a union. So I know I'm not going to get fired because uh, I I know people who are like that, who legitimately don't do their job or do the bare minimum. And still, for some reason, they want to hire more people to do that job. But the, the five people that work there don't even do the job. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there, there is that negative connotation of unions. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm curious about. Well, I know the history of trade unions is lo- labor history in general is very fascinating to me. Oh yeah. Um, but trade union, there's different types of unions, right? There's trade right. unions, mm-hmm. and then there's the kind of unions I'm in, a solidarity union. Trade unions are they organize along trade lines so like mm-hmm. all the carpenters are in a union or like uh all the metal workers are in a union and that kind of thing and this is more what i'm in and talking about because i don't, I don't want to put anybody on blast by any means mm-hmm. and i'm not trying to do that i just um i know 
a certain person who works at a certain job who has one part of that job is unionized and those particular workers, for lack of a better term, sit on their ass most of the day, do the bare minimum and uh, are are incredibly offensive and sexist to a lot of the managers in other positions and other parts of the 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 same workplace Mm -hmm. but they get away with it because they're union and they know that they're safe that's their mentality right now i'm not saying that obviously all workers that are part of unions are like this i'm just saying those this is definitely trade union stuff so i don't know it the the individual attitudes is just you know individuals being individuals you know right and like a lot of them here's the problem with the power structure of your typical trade union. Trade unions, they have hired people throughout the country to go to your work, help you unionize it, collect your dues, and pay them to do that. And theoretically, that's fine. Uh, the problem is that then creates a power structure where people stay in these paid positions and they're only concerned with getting your dues and you know they will fight for you sometimes, but most of the time they just get those dues yeah, you're great. You're in union. You have a set wage, and that's about it. Right, and I think that's where people get a bad taste in their mouth about unions. Is that yeah, sort that of power thing. structure like protects sometimes the worst people. Right, because that the IWW is very much not that. It's um, yeah. we have very little paid people, and that they're just um, administers of the union, so they take care of the taxes and like that kind of thing. They they do they do the stuff that that needs to be a paid job because it's specialized. Yeah, it takes. It's a yeah. full-time job. Whereas you're you're basically a volunteer, correct? Yeah. All okay. of us are also like you have jobs, volunteer, mm-hmm. and we're very much a bottom-up organization. So that means like everybody in the branch is electable as long as you're in good standing. You can have any chair you want uh, if you can vote it in for it. And it's very easy to be like, they're not doing a good job. We're going to vote them out. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. That's good. Um, and because of that, we... It's all solidarity based. So solidarity, brief explanation of that is like it's just having someone's back. Mm-hmm. It's building relationships with your coworkers or your fellow workers, and uh, having your back when something goes wrong. The slogan of the IWW is "An injury to one is an injury to all." So if a boss fucks with one of your coworkers, he fucks with everybody in the union, mm-hmm. both in your workplace and any connected workplace. Because one of the IWW's goals is not to organize along trade routes. It's one big union. Everybody's in it. So you maximize worker power when it's all the workers and not just carpenters, not just metal workers. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's more, say, you're going to go on strike at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Like all the waitresses are going to go on strike because they're sick of shit, uh, COVID restrictions, uh, not being followed and like they're mad at the boss. So right, they go on strike. They're not going to do it. With a typical trade union, it would just be those waitresses and just that restaurant. Yeah, the IWW. If we organize not just the waitresses, but the back of house and the truck drivers that bring the food, and you know every other restaurant on Main Street, we could say we're all going on strike mm-hmm. and we'll shut down the whole street. Yeah, and all the restaurants will be done. Right. And that's how you maximize that power. Right. And because of that, because it's bottom up, if you have those individuals who are being sexist, being shitty, you can easily go ostracized, you know? Mm-hmm. 
and take care of them right as a union yeah because i i know that that is that is the problem is that there's when you just say union there are different types and that's yeah. i think one of the big things is people hear union and automatically go ah trade union yeah and and oh i know somebody who's a union worker and they don't do shit and da, da, da. and that's just people taking advantage because you're gonna always have somebody taking advantage obviously but yeah um, but i'd rather have one worker taking advantage and doing the minimum amount and having uh you know a good wage and good right. benefits for everybody than right. this free-for-all where you could just be disposable to any boss oh absolutely yeah yeah you know like i always think about that when in terms of a lot of things we're like People are like, oh, they're a drain on the system. It's like, they're not, though. The big drain is the lack of income for that system. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather we all take care of that within a union, you know, the in, the bad, bad apple, mm-hmm. than just not have any protections at all. Which kind of gets into, like, why would you want a union at your workplace? Yeah. Your boss or owner or both... They have a lot of control over not just your work life, but your at-home life and your future. And that power is pretty absolute, and you can't really do much about it as an individual. Mm -hmm. Your power comes when you stick together with people you work with. Mm -hmm. In a capitalist society like we live in, Mm -hmm. your owner is the guy who just and it's usually a guy who just has the money yeah who just has the money to like buy the initial cost of a business right so say you're at a factory we're just going to use the industrial you mm-hmm. know industrial revolution version of this yeah <laughs> yeah factory floor the capitalist owner is the guy who just bought the building and bought the raw materials you don't have the money to do that. Only thing you have as a, that has any value is your labor. So you show up and you're willing to work and to turn that raw material into a thing. So you take $5 of raw material and you turn it into a $20 thing. So that's $15 of profit. Now you think you made the thing, you would get that $15. But because the capitalist owned the building and had it, had the capital in the first place to get the raw materials, he takes out of that $15, $13 and gives you two. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't make sense. No. So what a union does is you and all the other people that are going to make making $2 is go, Hey, look at all this raw material you bought. We're not going to make it into a thing until that is more equal or until you don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So you raise your wages and you're like, oh, you know what? It's really unsafe here. Um, we have like 10 year olds working here <laughs> that are getting chewed up in machines and it's that old make chestnut. Any sense. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is exactly what they organized for oh, in exactly. like the 1800s, you know? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and they would be like, we're not going to do this until you we have some set standards here that, you know, so we can stop dying and that kind of thing. And so the best thing you can do as this is where a strike comes in is the most powerful thing you can do is get together with your fellow workers. Go look at the power we have with just by putting our hands in our pockets and being done. We are not going to do this until things change. Okay. 
because the capitalists can't do it. Yeah. Right. The only power he had was having the money to get it started. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. So, you know, you think with IWW, industrial's right in the name. Right. So you do you have to strictly be uh, an industrial worker in some way to be in the IWW or or can you be in any trade? You know, I mean, yeah. you, you could totally be in any industry. We even dual cards. So if, say, you are in the UAW and you want to be in the industrial workers of the world, you can. Okay. Um, the only people not in allowed in the IWW are bosses. Mm-hmm. So if you can hire and fire people, you're not allowed. Cops, because that is not a legit job. And paid politicians, because we are a non-political organization. So we do not endorse any political candidate or party. Okay. Not our thing. Yeah. Um, and there was actually a big split in the IWW in the early days. Um, About that? Yes. Uh, between direct action and electoral politics. And uh, that's a whole... I could go. I can go real long about that. <laughs> um, well, I guess that is one thing is some might look at a union and you just said like you don't have any political affiliations in the sense of the union doesn't, you know, follow a party or something. But some would look at that and say, oh, it's communism. Oh, it's socialism. Oh, it's this because it's trying to put control into the workers hands, which or Marxism, if you want to get, you know, yeah. so how does that work? You know, you have a bunch of. Let's just say with this particular country, uh, you have uh, probably a lot of Democrats and Republicans all mixed in in a union together that are actually able to agree on things. Is that? Yeah, because I don't know how many Republicans we have in the IWW. But I was going to say, I feel like a union thing is probably going to be a little more left leaning in general with with most of the people in it. There are, there are plenty of trade unions that are very right wing, which is oh yeah, a which problem. Is- Proud of part of the problem, probably yes. Um, but as far as the IWW goes, is we it the reason it works is because it's not concerned with a philosophical idea. It's not some like oh we need to do this because it's the right thing to do. It's material gains right now. It's fighting capitalism on the front line, your workplace. So instead of like marching for something kind of esoteric or something, we're actively trying to better our lives now it's not a generational thing it's like eventually it's a generational thing but it's workplace by workplace and if you explain it very calm or very calmly very (laughs) simply and calmly so you don't get a fight yeah Uh, yeah. (laughs) calmly is probably a good idea too yes uh it just it's like hey what can they do without it are they gonna fire everybody no Mm-hmm. And it's just safety in numbers at a very basic level. They can't fire us all. They would, even if they could, it would be such a hassle to rehire a bunch of people. Right. But then, if you have solidarity outside your workplace, where like, say you go on strike and they try to hire a bunch of scabs, which are the people who replace you when you're yeah. on strike. If people know you're on strike, it'll be very hard if you have solidarity with your community to find people to replace you because they will just not do it. Yeah, you know. because they don't. Yeah, they don't want to be the ones coming in there, and that's what it breaks down to is just right. having each other's back. Well, and I've got to imagine as a scab, you're probably not going to get paid any more or less necessarily, or would there's you a, be paid less? I don't know. It depends. There's some. There's like actual industry around um, being a scab, basically. Really? Yeah. There's like agencies that will hire people and just shift you around 
to, to uh, workplace, oh, workplace. So so Ford's going on strike this week, so you're going over here. Oh, GM's on strike this week. You're going over here. So exactly. jeez. Like <laughs> oh, and so a lot of people like me will, you know, waste their time just to make it hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, there's, there's a whole industry. And like, you have to make that harder by explaining we're all in this together. If it's the simple notion of, you know, uh, high tide rises all boats, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's take the uh, $15 minimum wage thing that's in, you know, a lot of people's minds right now. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, I don't even make $15 an hour. Why should somebody at Burger King make $15 an hour? Why don't you make $15 an hour? Right. If they get $15 an hour, you will go up proportionally. Yeah, they... they- <laughs> I think that's something that people forget. It's a, you're still making what you make. It's not yeah. like everybody that that's making what they're making now is going to go down to like even out and be like, oh, well, we have to take money from you to make this 15. Yeah. That's not going to happen. That's not people, what that is. People see it as like there's a giant pool that only has so much in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can only get so much from it. Yeah. And that's just not true. No. Like what's good for someone else is ultimately good for you. And right. plus... And if you want to get philosophical, they deserve it. It's work that needs to be done. Why right. shouldn't they be paid for that work? I know. It always kills me when people belittle people that work in the food industry specifically because it's like, okay, yes, you can complain that somebody made your burger crappy. All right, whatever. Sure. But at the end of the day, you wouldn't get a fucking meal because, yeah, I, I don't know about you, but anytime I've ever passed any fast food restaurant there's lines wrapped around it at certain times a day yeah so a lot of people are eating there if if everybody was just like oh that job's not worth doing and then it wouldn't need to be done it wouldn't be yeah it wouldn't need to be done but that's the thing is that it's put it in example is uh it's like i was just telling one of my friends I used to work at Walgreens and on Christmas day, Christmas Eve too, it happened, but Christmas day we were open and there's always somebody that came in and looked at me and went, why are you here on Christmas? Like, Cause you are. <laughs> yeah. If you weren't shopping here, we wouldn't need to be here. When I worked at Seven Eleven, it, it happened. Yeah. 4 a.m. Christmas day. You're working on Christmas. Yeah. You're shopping, shopping on, on Christmas? Christmas. Yeah. If you didn't fucking shop, on that day, we wouldn't be here. So yeah, if there wasn't a need, people wouldn't do it. It is a needed thing. And now I'm just starting to get into an argument with with a wall, basically, because you agree with me that that fifteen dollars and it doesn't matter whatever number you want to slap on there, but yeah. people deserve to be paid fairly and should be able to live just live. Yeah, with with pay, basic pay. This gets to a bigger argument of like. You don't choose to be born. Why right. should it cost money to live? Right. And that's what unions will help you achieve is living wages, better benefits, mm-hmm. and just worker dignity, really. Right. Into it. Right. Because I, I do think that is that is a huge problem is that um, there are a lot of people who work, but they have to then work multiple jobs just to be able to, you know keep their bare minimum rent together or whatever, you know, not even, and, and it leads to a whole nother thing about buying a house versus rent. I feel like, uh, there are a lot of people I know who pay more in rent than I do on my mortgage. Yeah. I know. And, a lot of and, and we didn't really put 
money down on the house you know so it's like i know if we're doing all right with this like you should have a house (laughs) like rent's a whole nother problem but but just but there's a union for that too there's tenant unions where you could apply the strike mentality uh to your neighbors in an apartment building so you get together with everybody in your building and you go we're going on a rent strike we're not going to pay this landlord because the landlord is just a boss in a different form exactly he he just happened to own the building and he's renting out the space instead of letting you live there for a decent price well and i would argue that a landlord is even worse than a boss at work because it's one thing if you lose your job yeah that's that's sucky but then you're also now homeless because yeah. that landlord's not going to be like, oh, you're on some hard times. Let me let me help. And I mean, there probably are a few here and there. I'm not going to say all of them are bad, but from what no, I've ever heard, it's <laughs> I don't, I don't. Uh, and a landlord doesn't make anything in society. Like it, at the very least, an owner of a business had an idea for a thing, mm-hmm. and now that thing's in the world. Right. All a landlord does is buy more than he needs, and doesn't let people own it. Right. And then profits off that. He doesn't contribute. No. So there you go. Landlords are worse. <laughs> yeah, that's also landlords are not allowed in the IWW because yeah. they're just bosses. Yeah. No, th- see, this is this is good because that's one thing I, I honestly had wondered before is like, well, it's IWW. Like, I mean, I know people who work in this industry and like, yes, it, I'm saying industry, but you don't think of it. You, you hear industrial and a lot of people go to, oh, well, I a don't make or- something in a factory and I don't yeah, now industry you know, not, is just a catch-all term for like you know. There's the service industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the you know entertainment industry. You know, right. it's just job. So theoretically, job. an actor could fucking join this. Yes, yeah. and they have their own guild, the Actors Guild. Well, yes, yeah. which is like a great union. They oh, get yeah. a lot. That's why actors are paid very well and have a lot of rights regarding like what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the Writers Guild. I'm sure you've heard about this because. Every once in a while, writers will go on strike in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. And late night shows will shut down and movies will just get axed because there's no writer to write it. Right. And and they do that so they can get better benefits as the industry changes. Right. Yeah. The last writer's strike was because streaming was taking off and they were like, we're not getting proper royalties from streaming. It's a whole new way of our material getting out in the world. So we're going to strike until we get a fair deal on this. Mm -hmm. And... That leads to something else uh, that's kind of different about the IWW. Um, a lot of trade unions, they fight for a contract, right? So they're mm-hmm. like trying to get a specific contract signed by bosses. IWW sometimes does that. We do that. We have some rules around it and stuff that are currently in debate. It's a whole mess right now. <laughs> um, we go workplace to workplace. So it depends on what your workplace needs. So if you guys, if your coworkers and you want to fight for a contract, we'll help you fight for a contract. If you want to just have one direct action where you get one result, we'll do that. It's all about getting to your workplace and seeing what you need. Whereas a you know a typical trade union goes, all right, well we've organized a bunch of shops that are sort of like yours. So here's our standard contract. We'll kind of like fill in some blanks and then yeah. And well, piece it out. So mostly it's it's a cut and paste sort of yeah. situation. Okay. Yeah. With a trade union, not with exactly. Yeah. Okay. With the IWW, it's very much with the IWW, it's not we want to come in there and organize your workplace. It's we want to train you to organize your own workplace. Gotcha. Okay. So there's sort of like a union to help union, <laughs> if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. So that help you unionize 
yourself, not necessarily yeah. like come join us so we can all come here and do yeah. what a trade union would do. Okay. Yeah. Our goal isn't to collect dues. We collect mm-hmm. dues, but it's very cheap. It's like, uh, I think the highest dues membership, I should know this, I'm a delegate, but <laughs> the highest dues membership is 22 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. If you make like over $2,000 a month. Okay. And then we have like, you know, dues waivers. We're very lenient on dues. Yeah. And that's because we're more concerned with training people to organize. Mm-hmm. And then that way, any job you go to, you can be there and organize. Right. So tell tell the, the listeners <laughs> and me, you mentioned <laughs> that you do uh, propaganda, which sounds a little 1940s Germany to me. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um and i can't remember what else what did you say it was agitation agitations which you have been doing to me for decades <laughs> now so my uh, my resume for agitation is long <laughs> and varied and, and you uh and distinguished so you, <laughs> you're certainly good at that so what do those mean in the context of iww is it literally like printing up pamphlets and going here join our union is that pretty much it or what it's is- a it's a lot of doing what i'm doing right now explaining what it is in different ways and i like to think of it i, I know people probably don't like me thinking of it like this but i like to think of it as like say we're a company what's the branding get the name out there you know like when I, I want people to think when they think of unions of the IWW, you know what I mean? So some of the stuff I've done is I've started our own podcast for our branch called one big podcast. Uh, get that plug in there. Yeah. Get that plug in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've, you know, we do stickers and we've gone wheat pasting for marches and that kind of thing. Basically we have a campaign, like an organizing campaign. They'll mm-hmm. come to me and be like, we need materials for it. And I'll be like, all right, cool. Let's make a zine. Let's make a poster. Let's, you know. So do you design stuff or do you delegate that off to somebody who designs things? Uh, we do a little both. Like sometimes I'll do it myself and we, mm-hmm. uh, we have a few fellow workers that are pretty good at that kind of thing. So after all these years, you still get to put together band flyers essentially without bands being, being in a, a punk band and running a record label for <laughs> 10 years was really training. set you up. <laughs> set for you this. up. Yes. It like set very much for so. success. Yeah, very much so. And now I have like something I could like promote that people actually want to see instead of my band. What time do you guys go on? They're uh, much, they're much more interested in the IWW than they are in my noise band. Yeah, you should just call your band IWW. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting I feel trouble like for that. <laughs> Probably. Uh, <laughs> So, okay. Uh, so it, it's both it, basically propaganda, but now the agitation part of it, what, it, what is, what goes into that? So, uh, you go way, shake, shake people down or like, yes, yes. I you go, You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw you more like with a cigarette hanging out of your mouth and a pinstripe suit and a fedora going and like filing your nail or cleaning your nails going Muggsy here. Muxy's got uh, got a problem with the way you're running things. So uh, Muxy's yeah. going to talk to you for a few minutes, and I'm going to stand right here. I mean, I have a brother, because um, you know uh, people don't know. So agitation is something I could do really well. Where you yeah. know, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting stop yourself, hitting stop hitting yourself. Yeah, this is true. It's a little different than that. Okay, <laughs> but uh, the IWW has this thing called AEIOU, right? Mm-hmm. Agitation. Vowels. Yes, the vowels. We have vowels. Yeah, vowels. Yeah, vowel. Crazy, crazy. 
Uh, agitation, which is where you, you know how you sit around with your coworkers and go, wow, this job sucks. This is annoying. It's being in those conversations and then going, hey, you know what? We should do something about it. That's okay. the agitation part. Education. Telling them what the IWW is. Tell them what you do. Educating them on what they need to know about organizing. Inoculation is the I, which is where you kind of warn them, like, all right, bosses don't like this. Just so you know, there might be consequences. A-E-I-O, mm-hmm. uh, uh, organize. <laughs> I was yeah. like, wait, what's the other mouse? <laughs> organize, and that's where you start. You get an organizing committee together of like the most dedicated, and then you start reaching out to workers who don't know about your organizing I'm going to guess that you is unionize. Yes, it is. Wow, ah, good job. Yay, I learned. Gold star. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah. Is there a sometimes why or no? <laughs> <laughs> there should be. <laughs> Not that I can think of. No. Okay. Good. Uh, so by then, by they they are unionized. Yeah. Assuming Which, that everything went well. <laughs> yeah. If 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 you want to, like I like yeah. I was saying before, you know, like you could stop. Doesn't it have to be there. Yeah. You can totally stop it. Oh, yeah. you could totally just be stopped earlier in the process, but. Mm-hmm. You should definitely, you know, you always be agitating and educating for sure. Yeah. That's part of my job is just presenting material that will help agitate workers outside of the union. Okay. Which is why yeah. we started like a YouTube channel and a Twitter and like all this stuff where we can be like, hey, look what's going on in the neighborhood. Isn't that fucked up? You should yeah. reach out to us, you know. Okay. So I know that you had mentioned to me before that you and some workers had talked about uh, doing like a worker owned business, like creating, you know, some sort of place or whatever. So how, how do you go about doing that? Uh, where it's basically, is it just you guys like pooling money together and going, we're going to buy this building and then we're going to, and it's just to do it to keep out. So basically you have like what, 10 owners, that all work there is basically what it would be. Is that kind of how it works? Yeah. So as let's go back to the example I had before, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the capitalist buys the raw material and then he hires a bunch of people to do the job mm-hmm. in the IWW. We have a slogan, fire your boss. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what we're her ownership is. It's going, why do we need this guy who better to run the business than the people who run the business? <laughs> right. Uh, who, you know what I mean? Like make it do the thing. Yeah. So like, for worker ownership it's america has this whole thing where like we're so democratic and like mm-hmm. you know uh if we're just such a free and democratic place um but yet in the real world in like your workplace which is very much a big part of your life it's a dictatorship mm-hmm. there's a boss who tells you what to do you have no say in what he decides your boss tomorrow could be like job's completely different um we're we're now we're no longer a restaurant we make swastika flags and <laughs> you your choice is not whether or not you do that it's whether or not you want to work there mm-hmm. you know whether or not you quit and lose your job right worker ownership is democracy in the workplace it's everybody who works there has one vote and gets uh one share of that business so okay. Say for us, we're trying to th- we're thinking about doing a donut shop called the One Big Donut because we're funny. <laughs> uh, so instead of like an owner of the donut shop and then like a baker who makes a wage and a front of house who makes a wage, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and some office workers who make a wage, everybody who works there has the same job and still makes like a paycheck, 
But then the profits are split up evenly amongst everybody who works there. Okay. So whether you're baking or just running the till, yeah, you're getting an even share of the business. Yes. And then because you have that even share, you have to do the, obviously uh, your fair share of work, not just at doing your job. Yeah. Then you also have to help run the business. So you can like elect, oh, there's like a lot of different models for it, but mm-hmm. you can like elect people who like um, administer the op- like, hey, we're doing the books and you're doing yeah, the marketing I- and that kind of thing. And then vote on what they propose, which is basically how the so, IWW works. So do they end up getting more uh, of a share or anything? Because no, that's just their like, job. That's just their job is, hey, you're good with numbers. So you're going to do the accounting for us. Yeah. yeah and like, okay. hey, is everybody cool with them doing the accounting? Vote on it. Okay. And then like they do the accounting until for like usually for like a set term and they can reelect them or not. Yeah. Or, okay. or like, you know, all right, we have five bakers. Who's going to be head baker who like does the schedule and like decides what the menu is. All right, let's vote on the best baker. So basically like if somebody's good at their job, they can get reelected to, to yeah. continue that job. Or if somebody goes, Hey, I really don't want to do this job anymore. I want to try baking now or <laughs> yeah, you go, you can all swap it up then. Okay. Totally. And it's, it's just, it's the same as any other job, except you own the business and it's well, and it's easier to change positions if need be. And like, it's imagine. just, it weathers, economic cycles more because in a typical business if the you know economy goes in a downturn the first thing they do is cut wages and let people go Mm -hmm. whereas it's going to be very hard at a worker-owned business for everybody to vote to cut your wages because you're cutting your own wages right so they find other ways and they're more you know um elastic so in that sort of situation where like you're saying that like um like let's put it in the context of of the pandemic so mm-hmm. say you were running this bakery, this owner run bakery and say, you know, you guys aren't making the money you used to. And suddenly now it's like, oh man, we don't have enough to pay everybody that wage. So everybody like, how does that work? Do you all just decide, okay, well, instead of making, you know, $16 an hour, now everybody's going to have to go down to making like seven until we get through this is that how that would work or like I mean, if everybody votes on it or you could propose that and everybody could vote on it it's unlikely that that would happen instead I, there are a lot of worker-owned businesses i don't know of now uh instead what they did is they found alternate ways to make money so like there's red emma's in uh, boston right it's a bookshop slash bakery um like a coffee shop bookshop thing yeah named after emma goldman one of my favorite people of all time um nice and so instead of like shutting down is they shut down their indoor dining bef- you know i think before even the um, the state, state mandated them to uh and then they did book delivery and donut delivery and like just like outdoor gatherings and like that kind of stuff so they kept the business going and better and uh more unique and like long-term uh what's the word i'm looking for stable ways i guess okay as opposed to an owner who's like oh this business i own isn't making the money anymore i'm just going to like fire five people and right you know rehire with lower wages right okay i was just curious because that that's my you basically you just everybody could propose different ideas of okay well how can we continue making what we were making or at least be able to make sure that we all get paid that yeah and like i'm not saying it's like a cure-all for oh, sure yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it's still running a business and uh, it still comes with the 
risk of running a business, but like right. at least it's more democratic and like and frankly materialistically makes you more money. Like if the yeah. business does it's crazy cuz like, you know, I like the glasses place like I was talking about earlier. I got paid an hourly wage. Yeah. I could make one pair of glasses or I could make a thousand glasses. You got I paid still got paid for eight hours. Because I remember you saying you got pretty damn good at it and you're yeah. pretty efficient. Yeah. But that's you're just doing them a favor at that point. Yeah, exactly. Like but if it's your business where like you have uh, a share of the profits, mm-hmm. so to speak, the more you work, the better the more the better the business does the better you do right and the better all your coworkers do right so the incentive to work is just in there in the materialistic like i want a bigger paycheck i will work for it and make this business better right and like a long-term sense and, and not in like a i'm gonna work 80 hours this week kind of sense right and in that <laughs> but and also in that sense if you're you're thinking in a union mentality if you work harder and everybody else keeps working harder, but you specifically have that mindset of I'm going to work harder. I'm going to make it so we can, so I can make more. You're also thinking so we can make more. Yeah. It's because it's very much a we thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's probably hard for a lot of individuals to wrap their heads around, unfortunately. Yeah. But because See, the, the, we're, you're, you're, you're raised here in a sort of it, every man for himself sort yeah. of mentality. And obviously, like unions are meant to break that mentality, but that's kind of how you know we we should have a much more community uh, yeah. mentality in general. Look, I'm I'm no hippie. I used to be a hippie you used when I was in high school, for sure. Not a fucking but, pacifist. These, <laughs> these days, very much not a hippie. Yeah, but I still believe in the idea of the common good. Mm-hmm. Like America is a very individualistic society. Like. It celebrates the individual success story, you know? Mm-hmm. That's how you get people worshipping like Elon Musk and oh, Jeff Bezos and shit. Mm-hmm. Like they like they've done something other than have money to make more money. Yeah. In reality, uh you your power comes from others and your community. And you could do much bigger things when you're not concerned with I've got mine mm-hmm. and you're more concerned with how can I help everybody around me. Right. And that I, I, I like that too. I mean, I think that that is a much better mentality. I think it's a, a healthier yeah. mentality to have, but I think so many people have dealt with everything that it's, um, I think it plays back into something that I want to say you talked about in the very first, like in the intro episode about, having that this is how things are so we just have to deal with it whereas you know how it should be is this is how things are but it sucks why why did it get that way and how did it get that way and why is it why does it have to be that way air is there a better right Uh, is is there a better way yes right yeah. yeah yeah and like you know with unions or with worker ownership it's about keeping it local basically like um, that's why they're local unions or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you work so that people in your neighborhood or people at your workplace have better lives, which leads to more people having better lives that you know. Instead of like, you know, that money being funneled out to some corporation that spends it somewhere else. 
Right. Or doesn't spend it at all and just hoards it and then sends a car to Mars. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's... Um, I feel like we're going to get into that topic when we when we get on capitalism there. I yeah. think we're going to talk some some stuff about that. But um, so are there any current things that you're working on right now that you want to get into at all or? Yeah. Uh, so my branch of the IWW is working on a lot of different things. Um, obviously, I can't talk about every one of them because right. I don't want to out any workers uh, and get them in trouble. Um, right. But one of the things that really big things we've been working on is we are um, working on an industrial union for service workers. So that's organizing servers, back of house, you know, restaurant people, people who, you know, during this pandemic have been screwed over multiple times and are mm-hmm. at most at risk. Um, so we've been working a lot with the service industry workers of the Ann Arbor area or CWA three. I'm going to warn you right now. Uh, this is the tangent here. If, when you get into labor organizing, get ready for some fucking acronyms, baby. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh boy, everybody's got an acronym. And, and are some are some of them clever. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are long though. Oh, or you're just bet. like, I'm sorry. It's a S W A L T L N G L four. Yeah, cool. supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Each one of that means something. Yeah, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. You I'm not doing sh- that. You should shorten that. <laughs> yeah, but you you have start to have trouble keeping track of them. But <laughs> see what three. It's not going to look good on a poster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See what three is our, you know industrial union for service workers mm-hmm. we're doing a lot with it like one one of the things with the iww i should mention is we are very much a direct action thing um a union uh so that means we don't really like i said we don't get involved in political parties or electoralism like that but what we do do is like mutual aid so that's mass distribution for service workers or we did some uh we raised some funds raid raided some funds raised oh. some funds <laughs> it's a different that's a whole different world <laughs> uh, we did not rob any banks uh, what you're we, saying is the union is the mob <laughs> it does have a trade unions do have a history with the mob yeah which is yeah. a whole history lesson um yeah anyway yeah so we do a lot of mutual aid so like mass distribution we raised a lot of money for groceries for people who like were service workers who couldn't work anymore because of the pandemic. Um, we did that around Christmas. Uh, do a lot of like showing up town halls and like really putting pressure on the Department of Health um, to like move up service workers on the vaccine list and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of those things, the reason we do mutual aid and direct action is because it's an immediate benefit, right? You know, if you fight for uh, some electoral you know, like you just like go behind some candidate, you're putting a lot of work into getting someone elected who might then try to pass a law that might get watered down and have all this other stuff tacked onto it and that might not even pass. Right. So you're putting a lot of energy into something that's like just throwing a penny down a well. Yeah. You know, whereas if you do direct action in your community, you will immediately see those benefits. People have masks now that did not have masks that can now work safely. Right. You know, it's immediate, it's direct, it's fine. And so we've worked a lot with that. Uh, other campaigns we've had, other than the worker ownership thing, I know we're doing a lot with social workers now. We're starting up, so okay. that's like, you know, addiction counseling people. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, we're working with them a lot. 
And as far as I, I'm working on things is agitprop wise is, you know, the podcast started a YouTube channel. We haven't filmed anything yet, but we're going to do some stuff. That's cool. a lot of educational stuff. Um, and um, also we've been, we've got a meeting coming up. Also another fair warning tangent, <laughs> being involved in a union or any really left, left-wing organization these days is, boy, you're going to be on Zoom a lot. <laughs> a lot of meetings. A lot of meetings. Yeah. You gotta have a meeting about when to have a meeting <laughs> and a vote about whether you should vote or not is it still the same mentality of this could have been an email <laughs> sometimes sometimes yeah. but it's all right because you get like yeah. you get to hang out right right um, right a lot of my stuff is internal organizing and, and morale so we have like iww movie night iww D, that kind of oh, stuff and so we're having a meeting soon about like post-covid what are our plans yeah and I know a lot of things are going to be visibility. We're just going to try to get out in those neighborhoods and meet people. Right. So that's basically what I've been working on. That's good. Yeah. That, I guess, leads me to, it sounds like you have to put a lot of time into a union. So how do you have the time to balance that with a job and everything? You know, is it just yeah. the... Now, that, I know, obviously, like, different people are different, but, I mean, there are clearly going to be people in these unions who have a family and have other obligations and all that kind right. of stuff. So, how much time do you have to dedicate to something like this to be able to join it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, we have plenty of members who just, they pay dues, and they're just like, we believe in this thing, and they're at large, and, you know, and that's fine. We mm. would prefer if you get involved, but, like, your yeah. level of involvement is completely up to you. Um, I'm very involved because... I'm into it, and I, I don't have a kid. I don't have a partner. I, I have a cat. Yeah, <laughs> I've got plenty of time on my hands. Right. Um, but so you could theoretically just pay your dues, uh, sit at home and be like, and just share stuff essentially. Yeah, totally. Or or maybe go to a march once or twice. You know. Totally. Kind of totally. Totally. And still yeah. be. A quote unquote active member of the IWW. Totally. And, okay. and, and you know your money goes to organizing to workers. Okay. Yeah. So it just, yeah, even just financially helping out. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, like that's fine, but like money isn't our concern. Our concern right, right, is right. organizing, you know? So right. uh, the more people that help, obviously, the less work there is because many hands make light work. So, like, right now I do a lot, but I we just elected a co chair of Hedget Prop. So, and we're going to start sharing duties. So, like, I'll be able to do some other stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I'm very very excited about that because, boy, have I been doing a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a, another member in our branch who's the head of um, strategic organizing. So, he, like, basically um, overviews all of our organizing campaigns. And we have a lot of organizing campaigns. So, like, he's got a lot going on. So, we had to elect more co-chairs for him. And so, we'll start spreading that work out. And basically, the more involved you are, and the more people you get involved, the easier it is. Right. As work should theoretically be. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that is a thing that's different, like I said, about the IWW, is we are all people with jobs and families and stuff. We are not getting paid to do this. Mm -hmm. So, that's why we're more concerned with getting you to a point where you can do it yourself. Right. You don't need us. So, yeah. it's or, not a... need anyone paid to do it right so it, it it doesn't and it doesn't have to be a seven days a week you check in with the union sort no. of situation okay basically we have a, a signal thread and we just check in with each other at at will okay 
Um, and now, as a member of a union, have you been let in on where Hoffa's buried, or what? Oh happened? yeah, totally. totally. Oh okay, yeah. all right, cool. Good. That's that's one on one. One on one. Teamsters, man. You know. <laughs> the, actually, I will mention this. I don't know when this is going to go out, so they might not be on strike anymore. But local Teamsters at a Seven Up factory. Oh, I, I just right read about that. I just read about that. Yeah, this uh, we're obviously pre-recording this because I know us. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, at the time of recording, uh, I saw that the Seven Up uh, Teamsters are are striking. So, is that uh, is that something that you guys could theoretically go out and be a part totally. of? We have the, the the Detroit branch and our branch are in a thread right now mm-hmm. where we go. They need this. They, you know, maybe they just need bodies on the line. So, mm-hmm. so you just like show up and help. Or even like they need water or they need. Yeah, you bring water, you bring food. Or, yeah. Um, Detroit has like a soup kitchen thing they run. Um, oh, cool. And that they'll come bring out food, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes from different levels. So I should probably mention escalation tactics here. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is kind of important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the strike is the max level, right? Right. So they they don't, I think that is a misconception with unions is I I think that a lot of people go, oh, if somebody doesn't like something, they just go on strike and they get until they get their way. I I think a lot of people see, well, yeah, but I think that a lot of people (laughs) see it as they go straight to that. Yeah. No, no, there's the first thing is they're like, well, we're just going to walk out, you know? Yeah. That is the threat. And that is a very powerful threat. Like I said, Um, yeah, but you start with like, you know, showing up everybody's wearing a button that says you know we want fair wages or whatever yeah yeah or marching a very common tactic is marching on the boss so like you write a letter with your demands or and you you and like three of your workers show up in the boss's office like slap this is what we want Mm -hmm. give it to us or there's gonna be problems right and then you can go on strike um there's a, a lot of other steps in there but you know it depends on your workplace right but with a strike it's that simply it's like you can't do this without us, so right. we're just not going to do it. And if a strike goes on long enough, I'm I'm a fair warning to everybody. It can get violent. It could get you can get arrested. It's federally protected for you to strike. Most of the time, there's certain professions. It's complicated, but right. Most of the time, it's federally protected. But that will not stop your boss. Your boss does not care about the law. So at this teamsters uh, strike right now people have been punched and like some slurs have been thrown at people of color and like it's escalating and now they're blocking trucks and blocking shift train change so like one side starts punching then the other side's like all right that's how it's gonna be mm-hmm. we're gonna like block this gate and you're not gonna be able to get your shipment out yeah. or um the iww you'll see a lot um iconography of with a black cat that's sabo the cat and stands for sabotage. So, like, mm. that's anything from like, oh, we let the air out all the truck tires. Mm, none, no shipments getting out today, or you know, destroying machines. Like in the history of labor and the IWW, violence sometimes happens because uh, when capitalists don't get their way, they will sink the state on you. Yeah. So don't think the state is on your side you know right <laughs> right well, the police will show up and try to arrest you and that kind of thing and right sometimes things go down um right with, with that strike though yeah they're, they're, they're trying to bargain for better wages and like some 
recognize some holidays like Martin Luther King Day to have it mm-hmm. off and stuff. Yeah, and people la- and the bosses laughed in their face, so they went on strike. <laughs> so that's ridiculous. and yeah. and that's and and then people sh- what you do at like I'm not a teamster, but right. I am an, an IWW branch, and this is where worker solidarity comes in. We show up, we help them as they need us. Like we don't go in there and go, this is how we're going to do it. You know, that's not helpful. That's going to just take over their campaign and get them in trouble. Mm-hmm. We go and go, what do you need? Do you need bodies? Do you want us to do this? And it's very much the workers there lead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's currently going on, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or happened and hopefully resolved in their favor. Yeah. Very recent past. Yes. So anyway, just sum this up. Yeah. I, I've talked I've talked at, at nauseum, as you said. <laughs> yes. Unions are very basically you and people you work with coming together and fighting for a better life. You need it because your boss sees you as a number. He, You are read in the ledger. He wants to pay you as little as possible uh, to do the most work. Mm-hmm. And you want the opposite of that. <laughs> yes. But at a, a federal or at a state level or even internationally, he has more power than you because he has... He controls the spigot of whether or not you're employed. Right. And But when you come together with the people you work with, that's when that power evens out. And you can even like take more power by saying, we're not going to make you money. Right. So if, if people want to get involved uh, in any way with any union, but also specifically IWW, uh, where should they look? What, what resources are out there for them? Um, it depends on your trade. Like if you look up, your trade union, you know, like I'm a carpenter union, welder yeah. union, you will find one. Um, if you're interested in the IWW, maybe you don't fit into a traditional trade union or you're just more interested in like solidarity stuff. Or um, say you have a job where you don't want to get involved because of the job, but you want to get involved. Right. You know what I'm or, saying? Or like maybe you're like in a, uh, a job that's typically not very unionizable. Union, unionizable? Yeah, union friendly. Um, <laughs> uh, IWW has historically been very much known for organizing people who other trade unions would not touch. For example, uh, I recently talked to a worker who is a door dasher and was like, all right, let's try to organize. How would we go about doing that? You know, right. So if you're interested in the IWW, it's IWW.org, I think slash join, but you can just go to IWW.org. And it's, like I said, it's very worker-friendly in that it's cheap dues, and it's applicable to any job anywhere. Okay. So I'll wrap this up for the IWW, at least, um, before I get into what you should read and watch with the preamble to the IWW's constitution. It goes as follows. The working class and the employing class have nothing in common. There could be no peace so long as hunger and want are found among millions of working people and the few who make up the employing class have all the good things of life. Between the two classes, a struggle must go on until the workers of the world organize as a class, take possessions of the means of production, abolish the wage system, and live in harmony with the earth. That's what we're all about. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Say so It's heavy stuff, but it's good, you know? It sounds And good. like, <laughs> your bosses, you know it works because your bosses do it. There's... The restaurant owner society or whatever like where restaurant owners get together and they lobby for legislation mm-hmm. that's them kind of doing a union yeah they just don't want to call it a union because 
they want union to be a dirty word. Exactly. And like they're doing it to benefit themselves. So why aren't you? You have more power if you get together with your fellow workers who you have more in common with than any boss out there. Even if you think your boss is nice, you are just a number to them. Anyway, so if if you're into unions and you want to watch some movies or read some books, I've been reading uh, the Ben Fletcher book, uh, Life of a Black Wobbly. Ben Fletcher was a one of like the first wave of uh, wobblies are members of the iww that's kind of a nickname oh okay um, call, they call us wobblies no one knows why um <laughs> oh, okay uh, uh he was like one of the original waves of wobblies uh in the early 1900s he helped organize philadelphia dock workers into one of like the earliest integrated unions because a lot of trade unions back in the day were very racist and only white people uh mm-hmm. the iww from its founding not we don't care. We don't care about your skin color. We don't care about your gender. We don't care about your sexuality. You're a worker. You're in the union. Okay. And we've been like that since day one. And uh, they were progressive before it was progressive. Yes, it was more than progressive. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, and uh, he helped organize all the dock workers. And for a while, the IWW pretty much ran the docks in Philadelphia. And we would just go on strike, be like, hey, nothing gets through the shipping lanes here until we get what we want. And uh, it's a great book. It's got all of his writings and any writings about him because there's not much. Um, and uh, like a brief biography of him. It's pretty great so far. Um, also, book-wise, I would suggest uh, Strike. I've got the 50th anniversary edition by Jeremy Breacher. It's all about historical labor movement activity in uh, a lot of IWW stuff. Uh, movie-wise, I would suggest if you want a modern movie, Sorry to Bother You by Boots Riley. Mm-hmm. Be prepared. There's a twist that is going to make you go, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but it's all about all of the things I've been talking about today and more. Mm. Um, it's super good. Uh, and then if you want an old school movie, if you're like me and you like old school stuff, uh, and you're a little bit of a film nerd, uh, there's a movie called Mate One. It's about uh, organizing in the Black Hills uh, for minors. Uh, they don't... Es- explicitly say hey this is the iww um mm-hmm. but it was iww organizers uh and it led to the battle of mate one where people died oh wow trying, trying to organize it led to literal warfare jeez and you know that doesn't happen much today mm-hmm. obviously but um it can happen yeah just throw it out there just so you know but yeah uh and also how i got into the iww is because i found the little red songbook which is a bunch of old folk songs that um, about the IWW, and they still sell it today. Um, oh, really? So it's songs like "There's Power in a Union" and "Solidarity Forever" and that kind of thing. So. Okay, well that's cool. So, so like uh, Pete Seeger era type. Oh yeah, before that. Even. Oh, even before that. Okay. Yeah, like, right. like Joe Hill and uh, T Bone Slim, and so it's super good stuff. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I I will have to borrow that from you because I want. They have they have um. <laughs> Great thing. There's um, Utah Phillips is like a modern. I don't think he's alive anymore, but he was touring within my lifetime at least, mm-hmm. um, which is modern to me. Uh, and he he used to do a lot of IWW songs, and he always talks about how like Wobblies used to just take you know religious songs and get rid of all the words about God because they didn't make any sense, <laughs> and then put in like worker stuff. So there's like songs like "Dump the Bosses Off Your Back," which is an old hymn. So yeah, oh, okay. Dump the bosses off your back, you know. <laughs> that's awesome what it all boils down to is an injury one is an injury doll you know yeah all right well 
I believe that that kind of wraps up the show. Uh, so thank you for listening. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can find us on Facebook at My Bad Influence Podcast. Uh, send us messages there, and then uh, we will try to answer your questions in the next episode. Uh, yeah, you can always send all your death threats and corrections to me on Twitter at Sid Monk. S-Y-D-M-O-N-K. And uh, I might see it. You might. You can Uh, also check out, obviously, the IWW.org slash join. Or you can check out my branches Twitter at IWWIpsilani on Twitter. Um, We do a lot there. Cool. All right. So join us next month where we will tackle socialism. Ooh. Which is... Sort of related to what we've been talking about today, because when the IWW started, it was affiliated with the Democratic Socialist, or it was the Socialist Party of America at the time. And that, that I think, is why we're naturally going to lead into that. Uh, we've talked about a lot of talking. stuff that we'll be able to kind of help you understand next month's stuff. Yeah, I, I expect a lot of me talking about Eugene V. Debs. We'll be looking forward to that. <laughs> what a teaser. <laughs> Whoever that is. In, no disrespect, but I'm the one learning here. So, All right. We will see you next time, folks. Bye. Bye. My Bad Influence, Lessons from My Left-Wing Friends, stars Todd Brunson and Jason Bomback. Production by Todd Brunson. Music by Jason Bomback. <laughs>